Alright, little Drewy, we're going on a car trip. Did you pack your Game Boy? Alright, cool. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, the award-winning Nintendo podcast backed by 120 Power Star rating, and the doors to episode 110 are open. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and joining me as always is my Dancing with the Stars friend, Bryce DeWitt. <laughs> you're, doing, you're doing a little... What, ta- se- what season was I on? Uh, five. The worst season. <laughs> you're the first one to go. Oh. Your little tango did not impress the judges. So, how do, how'd you feel about that? Well, I'm not a dancer, so I suppose it's fine. But you're a star. You are a star. Oh, thanks, man. You're a twinkle in my eye, that's for sure. I'm a part of the 120. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yay. I mean, you're, you're the 121st. The big one? Yeah, the big oh. one. The big one. Oh. The big star. You're a big star, man. Oh. I don't know where this is going. You're beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so, this week, Bryce, we are talking about the Game Boy family of handheld systems by Nintendo. Nintendo made them. Did you know that? No. I thought they were made oh. by um, Huawei. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, was it the Game Boy is, uh, has its 30th anniversary in North America? It certainly does. And it's not quite here. It came out the year after in Europe and Australia. That's right. But uh, the Game Boy is something very close to my heart. All of them. Yep. Um, all the models, especially the Game Boy Advance, which we will talk about as well, not just the originals. Absolutely, yeah. No, we gotta we got to make our way through them. Mm. Mm-hmm. We do have to make our way through them. Yeah. So, the Game Boy, it launched in uh, Japan April 21st, 1989. Uh, North America, 1989 as well. And uh, in September uh, 28th, 2090 in Europe. And I actually don't know when it came out in Australia. Like, you just said 2090. <laughs> did I? Yeah, it came out in 2090. Uh, 1990. 1990. I don't know why I said 2000. You know, you know it, just, it just came out. It uh, just came out. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. The Game Boy's older than us, Drew. It is. It is. It is. It's crazy. It's five, five years older than me. Holy shit. I know, like a lot of people saying, oh, I feel so old. Well, if you listen to this, I'm going to make you feel older. Sorry. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it, how much did it sell? It sold uh, worldwide 118 uh, million Holy crap. units. So that's really good. Well done, Game Boy. Well done, Game Boy. Clap, clap. Yeah. And it, it was, it's sort of a weird system because the original Game Boy, it stuck around for years and years and years. Yes, it uh, did. Nintendo didn't really update it much until like obviously the Game Boy Pocket and the Game Boy Color, so it mm-hmm. sort of went on for ages. Um, so with the original Game Boy, Bryce, do you have much experience with it? I uh, actually do. You do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the first Game Boy I ever owned. No, it was. Yep. Okay. So, what was the sort of circumstance of you getting the Game Boy? And um, well, the, the circumstance of me getting the Game Boy is, I think I was like, oh Jesus, um, it was Jesus. Jesus Seven? gave you the Game Boy. Seven or eight, or I don't know. It was it was something along the lines of that. Maybe maybe seven, maybe eight. And the Game Boy Pocket is the first 
handheld console I ever... Uh, sorry, the Game Boy, the original Game Boy is the first handheld console I'd ever owned. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I had it for about four months before it died, <laughs> unfortunately. Because obviously, around this time, that was a very old console still. Yeah, absolutely. You know, 1990, you know, I was seven, so you would have been about 10 years old at mm. that point. Yeah, yeah. But, um, like... Uh, I certainly had my certainly had my time with it and had fun and it was great and obviously like the Game Boy Color was already out by then and I was more way more interested in that and um it was sort of just a big thing but just like the fact that I could play like games of some caliber because a lot of a lot of um uh things that I had played before I absolutely owned that Game Boy uh that Game Boy um were just like those cheap like Tetris Tetris things yeah, see, that's exactly what I had too. My grandma had one. Yeah, exactly. And she like used to keep it in the living room just like on the shelf and I would always go up there and just play that. And I absolutely loved it. Yeah. 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 And I mean like, yeah, the reason I don't consider that a console is because it's just a one game, yeah, one yeah. game wonder. Um, so those are the only things I've really had experience with. Actually, I think, I'm, I think I had a game and watch at one point, but like a game and watch is like also a one trick wonder. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing pretty you much. Know, yeah. yeah. So, um... At that point, uh, you know, I, I knew about the Game Boy. I wanted a Game Boy. I wanted a Game Boy uh, Color at the time. But obviously, you know, grandmother was just feeling kind. She went up and they don't know what they're after. Yeah, so she got the big fat she, one. Bit cheaper, the, probably. Bit, oh, yeah, it was secondhand. Yeah, yeah. So she she picked it out, brought it up. I still played it anyway. still loved it. You yeah. know, I, I still loved it to bits. And it could still play most Game Boy games that was thrown at it, regardless of whether, like... You know, unless unless it was like Crystal, which was color exclusive, yeah. And then yeah, but um, yeah. So uh, I had I had a big fat Game Boy, and unfortunately it died, so we just got rid of it. Um, it uh, it always brings back a little bit like little memories. Those things really stand the test of time. Mm. Big fat Game Boy. We've got a, we've got most of them sitting right here right now. Yeah, so I've got them in front of me, yeah. and like my experience with this Game Boy here. This wasn't my first Game Boy. This was when I already had my SP and I was playing games mm-hmm. on that. But uh, we went to a garage sale, or I think it was a clearing sale. It was, like a, it, was a, it was a farm clearing sale and they just had this table and they had a Game Boy on there. And I said, Mum, I want the Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, we got it for like, like real cheap, like $10 or something. And it came with uh, like obviously the Game Boy and the copy of Tetris. Yeah. And I didn't play it a whole lot, but um, I played the game of Tetris on my SP a fair bit yeah and because like obviously when I have when you have the Game Boy Advance SP there you know you're going to recharge that just in the wall but this thing takes like four batteries four batteries exactly yeah so in a like 2005 or whenever it was you probably you know, so I'm going to save the batteries for something else probably maybe a Wiimote or something <laughs> yeah. not quite yet a Wiimote yeah but I just want to br- I just want to bring up sort of some of the games for the original Game Boy so uh I've just got like the best-selling list here. So the first one's Tetris. That's obvious. It got bundled with the original Game Boy. Yeah, and like I absolutely love the original version of Tetris. I know sort of the rules and everything have changed a fair bit since this uh, version. They absolutely have. Yeah. yeah, and this was like a really important game for the Game Boy as well. Sort of getting it in hands of people that weren't gamers back then. Yeah, like you hear stories of like a lot of businessmen just going around, got the Game Boy playing it on the train or something like that and they'll be playing Tetris because I guess it's one of those games where you look at mobile now where people aren't gamers but they've got this simple little game they can play just on the way to work or something that's what the Game Boy and Tetris was back then yeah absolutely was yeah mm. um, 
the uh, just remember, I remember remembered something earlier. They have in a museum. They have like an old Game Boy that was used by somebody that was in in the army. Yeah, and it was like burnt to a crisp, but it still ran and it still played Tetris. Yeah, they've, yeah, they've got it in a uh, where they have it. They have it in a Nintendo New York store. Mm. I think they've got it displayed there. Yeah, and that's incredible. Like you know, because like this, this thing here, I've actually got it. So I'll show you, Bryce. Obviously, the audio listeners can't hear this, but the screen. Uh, the, yeah, I was playing around with it earlier and noticed. Yeah, yeah, the actual bit of plastic that goes over the screen, like, is glue's, not, yeah. not attached to it. The glue's like dried and just fallen off. Yep. So I've got to like reattach it, and you know, it does look pretty uh, dirty and dated. Yeah. But um, the thing I love about this thing though is just like how archaic it does sort of like sound and feel. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Like the switches, they yeah. all sound like something that, something that really belongs on old tech. But I like mm. it. I really love it. Um, yeah. But the the one that the one that's in the New York store, that thing was like it was burnt up after like, um, like an attack on the base or something, and like it's still half burned or whatever. But they've got it connected to like a permanent power source. It still plays Tetris. Mm. That's crazy. Like it's crazy how durable like the original Game Boy actually was. Fair you know 1990 and just being hard shell plastic and <laughs> yeah survive, surviving an attack like that and then still being able to play tetris afterwards it's, it look it looks mangled yeah. but it works you know and that's crazy mm. so obviously a game we've spent a lot of time with is pokemon so mm-hmm. pokemon red blue and green are the second best selling games and i guess it's uh it's not really cheating i guess but you know they're all put together so people would have might, might have had all three versions or yeah. both versions or whatever yeah but uh, that that's managed to sell over thirty one million copies all up. Yeah, I mean, to this day, it's mm. still, you know, the most popular set of Pokemon games in existence. Yeah, you know, like a lot a lot of people know about them. A lot of people played them. Um, a lot of people go nuts over the Kanto region. Yeah, the originals. Yeah, it's I all... think a lot of people are like, all right, that's enough of Kanto now. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, every everybody knows Pokemon for its classic. Mm. Yeah. And like as far as like just the Game Boy family of systems goes for me, Pokemon was just like it would have been eighty percent of what I played on the thing. Exactly. Yeah. Like it was just huge. I lo- absolutely loved it. Yep. Like playing all of them. Um I started on generation three on the Game Boy Advance, but I went back and played Gen One, Gen Two and all that and I've yep. got the like the original copies here now and because uh, uh like obviously these batteries don't work anymore. Even the batteries on my Game Boy Advance games don't work anymore, so I wouldn't expect it to work on no. the Game Boy, the Game Boy versions. But uh, absolutely, absolutely love them. Yeah, um, and we'll talk about more about Pokemon as it goes on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, oh, then next up is another Pokemon game, Pokemon Gold and Silver. This is a huge game for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It is for me too. But dip, it was a you know a childhood game for you. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I've I've played the original Pokemon as well, but I think like I was most gripped when Gold Silver Crystal came out. Yeah, that little bit older too, maybe as well might have helped. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. Um, like it's just something about like because I played the original game, I love the original game, and I love Pokemon in general. But then like when Gold Silver Crystal came out, it was just absolutely mind blowing to me when that came out. Mm. Um, and you know you've got the uh, Johto region and then all of a sudden you're going back to the Kanto region I'm like whoa like that was nuts to me mm. that they fit basically the whole old game into the new game yeah well just just going from uh, Tetris so Tetris one of like the launch games for the system 
and just going from that. So it's a, it's a very fun game, but you know, there's not much to it. It's not like a, a huge open game like which blows your mind. Yeah. But then you, you go to like uh, the Pokemon games where you know Pokemon Red, Blue, and Green were like really big, expansive. Like, oh wow, this is this is something huge, like a huge game. It will take you maybe twenty hours or something to beat. Yeah. Then you go to Gold, Silver, Crystal, which is twice the size. Yep. Which uh, w- would have just been mind blowing. Oh yeah. Back yeah, then, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. Uh, Super Mario Land. What do you think of this uh, Mario game? This so, was a launch game as well. Mario Land is such a quirky game. Mm. Like, the thing is, is like, uh, it and its sequel are probably the weirdest Mario games they've ever, yeah, ever made in-house. Yeah. See, Mario Land, it's kind of like a, it's a worse version of the original Mario Bros. But Mario Land 2, uh, Six Golden Coins. I reckon that's a really good game. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. A really quirky. It's really weird. And they sort of... Uh, I feel like uh, some of these um, games, like the Mario and Zelda games on Game Boy, they just went, "All right, let's just let's just have fun with this. Let's make it real weird." You know, you got like links to the part, link to a past on um on SNES, but with the Game Boy, they sort of just threw stuff at it, see what see what happened. Obey Wario and destroy Mario. That's that's what I remember <laughs> of Super Mario Land Two. Is mm. that advertisement? That was the first introduction of Wario. Yeah, it was. You know, yeah, and then it spun off into the Wario, uh, Wario Land series, Wario Land series, yeah, yeah, and then he become you know staple Nintendo character throughout the years, mm. and like, um, and he birthed Waluigi. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, let's not go there. <laughs> really picture that, please. Really picture no, Wario we've birthing. Already fan, we've already had fan fiction on this show before. Between the two, I don't need to know about him birthing him. <laughs> Jesus, um. He didn't birth Jesus. See, the thing is, is a lot of people hold hold uh, Mario Land two like that, like as as that game. But I th- I still think Mario Land one for me was still a pretty damn good game. Mm. Like, yeah, I liked it. It it, yeah. it was it was very short, but like very short. Oh yeah, finish it in half an hour. You could finish it in half an hour. That's absolutely right. But like it's still less, probably, yeah. it still had those weird things like floating around a friggin' submarine and. Doing a whole water yeah, level in a submarine. Yeah, like, that's cool. I like that. Really, yeah. like it was a really weird game, but I loved it so much. Mm. Um, but uh, I think I think the thing I took away most from like the original Game Boy was that like I had like a whole handful of games. I could not, you know, it was oh, I was only about three or four technically, but like to me that was that was big. Like um, I had a Nintendo sixty four already. And knowing how they worked, I was like, holy crap, Like, I've got a Game Boy now, I can just go and buy games and switch them out whenever I want and all that stuff. And I had this like handful of games that they sort of just picked up and gave them to me. I could not remember half of them now. Yeah, okay. Like, that's the thing about the Game Boy is like, there were some stellar titles on it, but the ones, the ones that sort of stood on the top really overshadowed, like all these little other titles that were on the Game Boy. There was this one game where you played like as an Android in a side-scrolling sort of... Um, no, it wasn't Mega Man before we start. Um, but yeah. you, oh, I can't remember exactly what it was called. But you like played as like a like a Terminator style type android, uh, and you were like flying around, shooting things, shooting things down, enemies and stuff like that. And it was so hard. I think like the third level would kick my ass every time. Okay, yeah. but it was really good. Like just just stuff like that. There was like really neat games on the Game Boy that were just overshadowed so hard by like the likes of Mario Land, Tetris, Pokemon. You know, that type of thing. Even, uh, you know, Link's Awakening later down the line. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Did you play uh, Link's Awakening natively on Game Boy, did you? Or Game Boy Color, even the uh, DX version? Um, I played DX. 
Yeah. That was that was the version I specifically played. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because like I didn't pl- I didn't play uh, DX until like Virtual Console. Yeah. On the 3DS. Yep. Um, one game I really want to bring up is uh, Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong on Game Boy. I didn't play this until uh, the Virtual Console on 3DS, but it is a really a fantastic uh, version of Donkey Kong. So it's like it's it's like a you know the original Donkey Kong, but there's so many levels. There's like a hundred levels. Yeah. And it's got like the the map select, and I absolutely loved it. I was like when when the 3DS launched and uh, there really wasn't much to play in it. I was just playing Donkey Kong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever play that on a Virtual Console or the original Game Boy? Or? Unfortunately, I didn't. But mm. I, I knew of its uh, I knew of its existence, mm. but I never actually got my hands on it. So it was sort of like um, the problem. The problem with the Game Boy, at least where we are, is that it, it was there were so many oddities to it. Right, like you'd pick up the general stuff, like your obvious, obvious stuff, like Pokemon or Murray Land or Tetris and all that stuff. But then thinking about like titles like Donkey Kong as, as great as it was um, it was not like high on my priority list yeah you know what I mean so like um, but it is just it's just it caught me by surprise because it's just way better than your thing would be yeah like yeah, think back sure. Donkey Kong on the Game Boy like, oh yeah but it's really fun I recommend anyone who hasn't played it yeah. go and pick it up on 3DS because it's really good <laughs> yeah. yeah for sure Yeah, and actually because I was just looking around my Game Boys. I've actually got a physical copy. I remember I bought one when I bought all of this. Nice. But I don't know where it is. Oh. Must be in the cupboard still. Yeah, for sure. Because I've got Pokemon uh, Silver in my Game Boy Pocket here. Yep. But I didn't actually... Yeah, don't know where it is. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of the Pocket, let's talk about that since that's sort of the next real revision. Mm. So the Game Boy Pocket. I remember uh, my friend Zach had the Pocket. Yep. So when he got his Game Boy Advance SP... He basically went straight from the pocket to the SP. Yep. Which would have been pretty mind-blowing, I'd imagine. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a really nice... It's still a nice-looking system. Yep. I've got the silver one here, and it's just a sort of... It, it's a lot smaller, nice to hold. It's got a nice screen. It's a really good revision. Yeah, absolutely. And it become it become a staple for the Game Boy Color following it. Let's see if it's got any battery. I want to see if it... Mm. No. No. There we go. Hey. Took, took longer than I remembered it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Got, ooh. Oh. Listen to that. I love that. Yeah, so do I. I love those The only problem is too. this uh, copy of uh, Silver has uh, no battery. Of course. Yeah. yeah. But e- even if it did have battery, I'd play it on 3DS anyway because of like all the Pokemon Bank stuff uh, integrated into it now. Yeah. Something you can like trade up. I don't know. I'd I'd really love to go back to tr- to doing that one day and doing like a run of Pokemon or something. That would be so good for Actually, my... Actually like hold on the old hardware. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be really nice, yeah. I would love to do that again. Yeah, so would I. If I'm honest with you. I mean, yeah. Because at least with the Game Boy Advance games, since the the batteries uh, don't work in them anymore, but it only affects... It doesn't affect saving. Yeah. It only affects um like the Clock time. events. Clock events, yeah. So berries and stuff like that. Yeah. So I can still play those. Uh, but yeah, all of these other ones are just dead. I, I assume you can replace them. You can replace the batteries, can't you? Uh, in the GBA, you definitely can. Um, I would I would assume it would be the same for the color as well. Just set, just putting in a refurbished battery sort of, sort mm. of deal. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because I like looking back. I'm looking back at these games. I've got like a a copy of Pokemon Blue. I remember a friend from primary school gave this. Fucking Christ! Look at the back of that red version. What the fuck? Uh, so it's it's on the back. It says uh, cash converters uh, eighty nine. Since I've got a couple of Game Boys, I did not pay eighty nine dollars for it. Eighty nine dollars. Yeah, eighty nine dollars. Oh. 
That's crazy. Fuck. <laughs> I did not pay eighty nine dollars. I wouldn't have bought it for eighty nine dollars. Thank God. <laughs> no. They were trying to sell that individually for eighty nine bucks. Yeah. Well, apparently. Holy shit. Yeah. So like these, I guess the stories for the Game Boy Color and the Game Boy Pocket I've got. Uh, this was actually at Avcon a year or two ago. Yeah. Uh, there was a cash converter store there, and they had like all this retro stuff, and I was like, oh, it's real cool. And I was looking at the looking at the Game Boy Pocket and the color, and I'm like, oh. I want to get one because I collect like the handheld Nintendo systems. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I picked up some of them and some games. I got Pokemon Silver, Pokemon Red, and uh, yeah, Donkey Kong on there. Nice. So, I don't really have that many Game Boy games. It's kind of a shame that I can't really play them, especially the Pokemon ones. Obviously, yeah. obviously Tetris I can, but I can't go back and play Pokemon Red and all that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, uh, this... This was like the absolute definition of like how to make the Game Boy just that much better. Mm. Like, um, excusing the pocket, of course, for the uh, the color for a minute, but color has like its own draws to it that you know make it a make it a choice over the pocket. But like, um, it it's just when you're holding them in comparison, they're actually not too much different in weight. Yeah, no, to be to be really it's surprised. A little, uh, it's got a lot of weight in it, like a small little... Yeah, but it's brick. so yeah. much smaller. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy amount of smaller. It's got a way and better screen, too. It does. It absolutely does. And, like, it just feels great in the hands, like, as it is. Whereas, like, when you're a kid and you had, like, the original Game Boy, the original Game Boy was like, holy shit, this is a brick. <laughs> you know, with with tiny hands. That's how it was. Now it fits my hands, like, really stupid comfortably and feels nice. But, like... Yeah, this is definitely this is definitely like where, you know, they they're like, all right, Game Boy's selling like hotcakes. Let's put out a new one. Let's make it more small, more small, better form factor. Put it in your put it in your pocket. It won't pop out. Uh, sort of deal. And God, it still looks as beautiful I find as it, when it come out. I find it crazy just how small these uh, the screens are. Yeah, like if you're actually like, oh, I'll tell you what, I I want to go and play through whatever game, Pokemon, for example. And you pick it up, like the screen is just so small. It's like it's probably not even half your palm mm-hmm. on your hand. That's like, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. So at the moment, I've got the uh, the Game Boy Color. I've got the green one. Oh yeah, it's a beautiful green one. I ha- I have so many memories of that green in my childhood. Mm. And you had this? Did you have a Game Boy? I did not have color? a Game Boy Color. No, no. But I knew people that did, and every single one of them had that lime green. Yeah, they did, didn't they? It seems to be a very popular color. I love that green. <laughs> yeah. Um. Actually, look at the back of this. I've still got the price tag. $99 they had for this Game Boy Color. Yep. And they had $89 for Pokemon Red. Yeah. With no box or anything. No. And what's the, what conditions does the sticker in? It's actually pretty good. But yeah, like the cart's actually in a pretty good condition considering. Has the color got, uh, has the color got batteries in it? Uh, it should do. Let's, uh, let's turn it on. Whoops. Let's put it on the mic. Oh. <laughs> yes. yes, please. Oh, I love that console. Yeah, and I just, I just love the the ding. Yeah, that must have, that must have been introduced with the Game Boy Color because like the Game Boy Pocket did like the Nintendo logo coming from the top, and it took a lot longer. Yeah, it did yeah. Yeah, I guess um, they, I guess they can make it a bit quicker mm. just because of the better hardware in there, a little bit more RAM or something. That's right. Yeah, I mean, um, I I borrowed a Game Boy Color back in the day when um a friend was sort of done with it and whatever, and that's how I played Pokemon Crystal, which. Turned out to be like my favorite Pokemon game. Mm. Pretty what much. What friend ever. was it? But uh, I'm pretty sure it was Darcy. 
okay yeah yeah so um he, he was done with it he's like yeah you can borrow it and then i that's how i played crystal i played crystal on his game by color and um obviously eventually i had to give it back and and whatever but uh throughout the years like i i still had um what was it i think uh i think i ended up i think i ended up getting another old game boy uh what, no, the, the original one again. Uh, I'm trying to remember because there was one point where, um, actually, no, I might have just had the advance. I might have just at the time had the advance and was using it to connect to a um, a Game Boy Color to trade. Yeah, I could be mistaken, but um, um, yeah, when I went to Alice Springs, like I played Crystal all over again on the trip, and like we had three of us, we all had to, we all had Game Boys, and we're all like, right, um we'll start off we all each get a different starter we each get a Pidgey and then whatever we get from there is whatever we get from there And yeah that's cool yeah yeah it's like, sort, of sort of like setting your own challenge like a lot of people do now yeah yeah. we made we made a challenge to see how how long it would take us to get to the end and yeah mm. it was good yeah a whole lot of fun Um, I really like just thinking back on these and having these in front of me I just like these just just the hardware itself I just love just the look of them and the feel of them the vibe of them yeah. like the big cartridges what snap in mm-hmm. it's just like you know we've got like real sleek things now like you know you've got the Switch you've got like the PlayStation Vita you've got iPads whatever but they just don't have like the same tactile feeling a no. Game Boy has yeah that's exactly right having that like it's got a really nice D-pad like I wish the Switch had the same D-pad <laughs> yeah and like the buttons and everything I just and the sounds that come from them like some some of the remixes from Game Boy games or even like the DJs that like plug their sound stuff into like the original Game Boy to use the sound chip. I was like it's I love it so much. Just everything about the Game Boy, the aesthetic. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I'm yeah. I'm dying for them to do a Game Boy classic. Yeah, I'm, they I'm won't like though. That. <laughs> yeah. They won't though, unfortunately. I think like as neat as they are, I think like it's it's sort of like past its time where it's sort of like connecting it to a TV and having a couple controllers or something like that with the uh, SNES and Mini NES and all that is like cool mm, yeah you know you sort of have a fun time but the problem with like uh, pocket variants of consoles is just like well they have to consider whether they put in battery slots or rechargeable ones or whatever and then they True, have to yeah. sort of yeah. load load them with games and if you want the full Game Boy experience then you've also got to keep, make sure you re-add in like a, a way to a trade and stuff like that and Pokemon and mm. all that I think it's just probably a bit too much work because they are a lot of tech in one tiny little thing in comparison to like the NES and Mini NES that was basically like here's a console it has a video out and it has a couple of controller ports done yeah you yeah. know what I'm saying yeah yeah Um. Yeah. I just wish they would do it <laughs> oh yeah look I do too because like just looking at them again it's just like god like that's my childhood right there. Yeah. You know, like I, I love my N64 and N64 was my primary, but I know that like with the Game Boy, I could just go anywhere I wanted. I, I could, you know, at the time I was living out of town when I got my first Game Boy and I'd go sit in a giant fucking tree and play it. Yeah. You know? See, I've got memories like that as well. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. that was just something you did with Game Boy. Mm. You just went anywhere you wanted and it was such like a marvel just to play Pokemon or something. Just, you know, out of the house even... Go and hide somewhere, play Pokemon. (laughs) 
So I've got I've got some memories from some uh, people on Twitter. So Andrew Taylor, he says, uh, Growing up, my family had two of the original Game Boys for both my older brothers. And I remember when one of my brothers handed me his Game Boy and I played Metroid 2. Game was crazy when the reveal happened at the end of the game. So Metroid 2, that was a game that I didn't um, really... I didn't play at all until uh, like... Uh, 3DS Virtual Console but even then I didn't play it and obviously it got remade yeah and did you play much of the 3DS remake? I actually didn't no. yeah I've been meaning to um, I just haven't really gotten around to it I guess um, I would have loved to have played it in its original form though yeah absolutely because I guess the Meshwood series that wasn't a series I got into into until Prime on DS so that was a long way um, after the Game Boy I mean, I, I played Prime on the GameCube and I love Prime on the GameCube before I had my, my DS, but Prime Hunters mm. was like the first Metroid game I ever really finished. Yeah. And it was, yeah, you know, the one I absolutely loved and um, still continue to harp on about to this day. <laughs> so, uh, but Metroid has always sort of been like in a weird place in terms of like mobile presence mm. on handheld systems. Like it's either... You know, Metroid 2 or Metroid Prime Hunters. I think that's yeah. it. Maybe Metroid Pinball. Oh, no. Metroid Federation Force. And then you got Metroid <laughs> Pinball, I guess. Yeah, and Metroid so most, Pinball, that's cool. Most of it's on been DS, on the though. DS, you know. Yeah. Um, oh, Zero Mission. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. almost forgot about Zero Mission. And that was, that's considered one of the best ones, you mm. know. like, But that was on the Game Boy Advance, of course. But yeah, I'll talk about that later. Um but uh, like early on in the Game Boy's life, it obviously didn't have much presence. Metro kind of went to, went from like uh, more consoleish presence, and then it sort of like tried to start off on the Game Boy with two, but it wasn't definitely wasn't as good as like Super Metroid sort of thing. Um, so I can't remember when Super Metroid release. Doesn't yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to stress myself thinking about it, but um, I think just like playing playing something like Metroid on a on a home console was like probably a bit more appealing. Yeah, maybe. Um, and uh, especially like I guess the problem with uh, Metroid Two as well, like there's them trying to fit it onto the Game Boy and get the sprite big enough, but it was hard to see like around you because of there wasn't that much that much displayed on the screen as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I. It, yeah, it's going. It's a game I want to go back and have a dabble with, but I wouldn't want to go back and replay the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Especially well. now it's been remade, and obviously there's a fan remake if it got pulled. Yeah, into <laughs> a uh... yeah a little bit before. Uh, so thank you very much, uh, Andrew Taylor, for that uh, memory. Uh, next up, we've got Dylan Blight. He says, uh, or he asks, uh, "Do you have a Game Boy or a no? Sorry, I'll start again. <laughs> Did you have a printer?" Or a Game Boy printer. Oh, if printer. not, you missed out because I print I print my certificate for getting all the Pokemon in Pokemon Silver, and that makes me a real gamer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? Is I did play around with a Game Boy printer. Mm. Those I actually, things, I actually haven't. Those, those things were fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, they were so strange. But like, like who thinks of that? Who thought of that at Nintendo headquarters? Let's make a printer for the Game Boy. Well, that's the thing with the Game Boy. They're very experimental. They're just like they—they very much treated it as they would like as a toy maker. Yeah. 
because that was like the Game Boy, they treated it more like a toy than like, oh, this was a high-tech system. Because obviously the Game Boy wasn't a high-tech system. There were other handhelds out at the time that were uh, color and more powerful. Like, look at the Sega stuff at the time. Yeah. Like, it just trounced it, but it took more batteries, had crap battery life, didn't have the games. So yep. no one cared. <laughs> That's exactly right, yeah. 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 But I did not have was... a printer. I know Luke in the Discord, he uh, picked up one a couple of years ago. And he was like showing all these prints and that from it, and it's just like some of the things they included in the games was just real weird. Like some, like hey, there's a, a bit of a wallpaper you can print if you beat this level or whatever it is. Yeah, remember some like Mario like faces you can print out, and obviously the the Pokemon one would have been real cool back in the day. Yeah, I know if I like played the Pokedex and I was a kid and I could print it out, I'd be like, yes, I want to do that. Where do I get this printer? Yeah. <laughs> Um, when I used it, we only used it uh, pretty briefly. A friend of ours had it, uh, Thomas. Okay, he had it, did he? he? Yeah, he had it. He had a Game Boy printer. He had all the stuff back then, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Legend. Yeah, he was. It was very into niche, niche collecting. Um, so when when I mucked around with it, it was just sort of like we use the base software to sort of print some of the stuff off of there and all that. And I just remember it being like such a weird experience looking at the base software. Like the base software that you got with a Game Boy printer, it was like you could print like, like I think it was like small pictures of like Mario and Luigi and all that stuff, and then <laughs> you had like this weird title screen that had like a guy like making faces, and it was really strange. And like the Game Boy printer was just such a weird thing. Yeah, <laughs> holy crap! Just thinking back to it. So, in other words, no, we're not real gamers. We did not print our certificates. Right. Did you ever complete the Pokedex on uh, your original Game Boy games? Nah. Didn't? Wasn't into that? No, nah, I was more into the aspect of just trying to make my Pokemon stronger. And that was that was my thing. You had your Dragonite, your Tyranitar, your set men. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, Dane PV, he says, I remember trying to play Super Mario Land 2 on the original Game Boy at night on uh, a family car trip. Uh, using the, the uh, strobing street lights or any available lights to see the screen. Uh, didn't have this light adapter or magnifying screen with the built-in lights until later in life. <laughs> so, so that's the thing. Like, um, it's, not, it's not so bad with the original Game Boys, but I know like the Game Boy Advance, just trying to see that screen is really hard, especially like compared to even like these ones we've got in front of us. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot more detail on the screen, and that's mm. the problem. Yeah. yeah, the Game Boy the Game Boy was very simple on the details, so it was better on the eyes and a lot easier to manage. If you know what I'm saying. Um, but do you do you remember all those accessories that provided light? The worm lights, the the pretty much covers that had like the full magnifying glasses. Yeah, there's some crazy looking contraptions out there. There yeah. was just to get the Game Boy to you know be viable in any situation. Just see it. That's exactly right. <laughs> And I mean, it was a beautiful thing. Like a lot of a lot of companies made them and stuff like that. And mm. I remember I had, I had something for my Game Boy Advance that was that. You know, it was yeah. like clipped onto it, and it was a magnifier. You lifted it up a bit, and it sort of gained a bit of distance on the screen. You could magnify it, see it a lot better, and all that stuff. And it was, yeah, it was sort of sort of a weird time, really, wasn't it? Mm. Um, but no, for sure, it was. Uh, it was a real. There was a real market for just accessories for every single one of these consoles. Yeah, and whether it be the Pocket, the Game Boy, Game Boy Color, every every like all three of them in that line, they all had like a huge accessories market. Hmm. 
like uh, link cables. That was a link cables was a big thing too. <laughs> we had I had the one friend with a link cable, so we just had to like use that all the time. And you know, we they're probably like thirty bucks. I don't know how much they were. They're probably more. I don't know how expensive they were, but we yeah. could have just easily bought one. But no, we had to use Adams all the time. Oh yeah. Yeah, he had one. Yeah, and it was hard enough to find them in store, like as it was. So, yeah. you know, could never remember how much it was exactly worth. No, I never even thought about buying one because, I guess, but when you're a kid, you're like, I can use his cable and I can use that money to buy a game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Instead, yeah. yeah, yeah. Whereas now we'll be like, yeah, we've got the link cables, we've got the docks, we've got the lights, we've got it all, mate. We got it. <laughs> but that was the thing as a kid as well. Like when you were playing with the Game Boy, it was like you could just you could just do that. You sort of could just get amongst your friends and just be like can I borrow this can you borrow you can borrow that like can I borrow your link cable for the weekend so me and such can do some trading yeah yeah cool. like, it was literally like oh we're gonna restart our game and we need we want to get all the starters and we've got like this big elaborate plan set up how to set up our games to get started yeah 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 it was um definitely a lot of thought processing in it yeah um if we put that much work into our schoolwork, we might have actually got somewhere in life <laughs> oh I did really well in school, thank you very much. <laughs> but yeah, um, it just... It was just like a, a good a good way to sort of keep conversation going, like from like when we're at home, like what did we do? It's like, oh, well, we played a shit ton of Pokemon and we sort of explained what we were doing with our teams and all that stuff and, mm. you know, um, what we, what we want to trade and all that stuff. The one thing we never really got around was shiny shiny hunting. Well, it was a lot harder back then. It was way days. harder. It was but ridiculous. Like, I, th- I think I think a lot of us, especially especially in the age that I was like really playing Pokemon, which is Gold, Silver, Crystal, uh, Red Gyarados was like this big myth. Mm. Like it, it, it was there and you could catch it, yes, but it was like that's the only one in the game that does that. Like never, never, because especially at the time we didn't really have the internet. It's like... Never would I have I guessed that every Pokemon had the opportunity to be like a shiny Gyarados was, mm. because I never come across them in my like several playthroughs. I'd never come across a shiny Pokemon. But also, it's a one in eight thousand and something chance of a it being shiny, and that was like nothing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's and like crazy. Like in X and Y now, it's one four thousand and something chance. But yeah, it was crazy until yeah Gen six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Kevy Coops on Twitter, he also has a memory. He goes, "Oh, memories, uh, mainly Pokemon memories. Three brothers in an epic feud. One with yellow, one with blue, and uh, I had red. Oh, the battles we had, especially through Pokemon Stadium. And I guess Pokemon Stadium one and two on Nintendo sixty four really played into uh, the Game Boy sort of." Uh, I guess uh, fun. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah. yeah, because you could put your put your game game cartridge in. You could use your Pokemon from the game on Pokemon Stadium, and it was like a big marvel. It was could, like yeah, yeah, and you could play your Game Boy game on the sixty four as well. Yeah, and that was sort of the only way you could play your Game Boy game Pokemon game. games on sixty four because you had like the Super Game Boy and everything on Super Nintendo and uh, all of that. But sixty four didn't have any of that except for through Pokemon Stadium and the sixty four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, remember the Super Game Boy? Holy shit. Mm. I wish I had that. <laughs> oh, my God. I would have died. Because yeah. <laughs> it's, kind of like it's kind of a cheat, really. You don't even have to buy a Game Boy. You just got that. Yeah. You just buy the Super Game Boy, play the Game Boy games on your TV. Because the Super Game Boy is just Game Boy hardware in 
a cartridge. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, man, it's just nuts. I love the <laughs> I mean, they they even redid it for the GameCube, but for the mm. uh, GBA. Yeah, you know. And I mean, you have you have my old GameCube now. Somehow yeah. wound up back in your hands. It's it's got the Game Boy Player on that. Yeah, I oh know, and it's devastating because I don't have the disc. No, yeah. and the discs are the most rare things. Yeah, it's pretty easy to get the actual hardware, but the software to make it run is really hard to find. Oh, I would have killed for that disc. I just want to play natively, legally, my own version of a uh, Pokemon Ruby Sapphire, Emerald, Fire, and Leaf Green, but. <sighs> I'm sorry, man. I couldn't find it. I'm sorry, man. I couldn't find it. You got to lose. You got to look after your stuff, man. Well, for God's sake, it just—that's the thing. It's like one of those things where we were moving around a lot. And, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I moved three times in the time that I had that Game Boy player. Yeah, and it just, just disappeared on me. Mm. It's unfortunate. How much are they worth nowadays? The discs? Ah, uh, uh, haven't really looked. Haven't really looked. Nah, because what do you complain about? They could be fifty bucks. They could be. Fifty bucks ain't bad. Nah, it's not. Not bad at all. Yeah. I don't know. You have to look into it. Also got to get a power version. I suppose, but... Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Make a pirated copy. Get in... <laughs> what? A pirated copy on a GameCube disc. Get a blank GameCube disc <laughs> to, to rip it onto. The thing is, is like uh, with the GameCube disc, they didn't... There wasn't the... They weren't the only... What was it? There was... Oh my God. There was these Pokemon discs. Shit. <laughs> there was these Pokemon discs that were branded after like Charmander, Squirtle and Bulbasaur and they were like the small GameCube size discs but you put them in your PC and you get things off of them I can't remember what they oh, were from oh my god yeah. it's crazy those discs actually worked in a PC yeah because like back in the day it didn't actually have to like put it on to make it spin it just sort of slapped in didn't it the CDs yeah pretty much yeah that's weird yeah. <laughs> yeah. there was like little moulds and CD players on in uh in the CD drives for PCs where like the 8 inch dis- discs would just fit I ta- you, you've taken me down a rabbit hole now bros do you remember this sort of paint software but it's Pokemon and they had a red version and a blue version and it was only you could like it was you know you could like you know do your text it was, it was very much like paint you could do your text you could do your pictures you, you could like print stickers and stuff but there's a red and a blue version where only had certain Pokemon on each no. version I and I had I had blue version on my mum's computer, and I remember saying, "Mum, I want to print these stickers." And I'm thinking back on it, I'm like, "How do you, how do you get sticker paper? I don't <laughs> know what sticker paper is? Seems pretty complicated printing your own stickers, but you could do that in this software. You could like there's like a there's like all these different modes, and there was this like this party mode where you could like make your own party hats and your party things to put up and and I had like a a birthday at this uh, you'll know it but it's this uh, what do they call it like this road safety place where you yeah where you're kids and you like ride your bikes on these little tiny fake roads to learn common sense on the road when you're riding your bike yeah and they we used to have birthday parties there and through that software my mum actually made like a Pokemon themed like birthday <laughs> like on the table like you got the cake and you got like happy birthday it's got Charmander Squirtle Bobbles all there oh. it was really awesome I used to go in there and just muck around and just like make pictures like oh you know put Bobbles all here Cypher there yay this is fun <laughs> and that's something I that's something I really remember I had that before I even had a Pokemon game yeah yeah but like that's what yeah. that that's what Pokemon's influence did all the way from the Game Boy is it just created like all this shit yeah <laughs> you know um, it really really like expanded and like 
we have we have this beautiful trio set of consoles here to thank for that you know yeah really really ramping up the pokemon hype and creating a lot of memories for us and mm. you know going so, from there so let's move into game boy advance for us so we've gone game boy game boy pocket game boy color mm-hmm. and now we're on to the advanced series of the game boy line that's right so when these came out they were actually like really quite powerful hardware the idea of like a, 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 a SNES powered console in your hand yeah. was actually like really like mind blowing so you had the original version Bryce I'll let you say your memory first of you know getting your original Game Boy Advance and all that uh, first well the Game Boy Advance was me getting my dream come true um, because like I said I wanted a Game Boy Color when I was younger mm-hmm. that was like the epitome of what I wanted. I'd always played other people's Game Boy Colors and I'd always be so jealous and I'd always want to play them all the time. Um, but the Game Boy Advance was like... That was my big... Uh, holy shit, I finally got a Game Boy moment. <laughs> and you know what the funny thing is? Is most of the games that I played on Game Boy, Game Boy Advance because like I wasn't, I wasn't from like a... You know, super, super well-endowed family or nothing like that. Just didn't have a lot of money to throw around and stuff like that so a lot of the games I would play would be borrowed but the biggest thing that I'd ever got for my Game Boy that I bought for myself was Emerald ah uh, Pokemon Emerald it was um, what a fucking delicious game a beautiful game uh, <laughs> but like I'd the fact that I could still play all my old Game Boy games on it and everything was just absolutely like bonkers like uh, you guys all went to SPs I was the only one that had a Game Boy Advance. Oh, uh, Sam, Sam Telfer had one as well. Okay. But, um, like, it was just... It was it was absolutely mind-blowing, you know? Because you, you got your Game Boy a fair bit before me. At least in kid years, anyway. Well, yeah, because the SP wasn't even out. Yeah. Um, I got I got it when it was, like, bam, brand new. And I had it for, like, four or five months before SP came out. Mm. And, by God, it was just such a lovely lovely little machine uh, can the- you remember what year you got yours because uh, the Game Boy Advance I'm just going to read it out here so in Japan it came out March 2001 then uh, June 2001 in North America and uh, in Europe yeah also in June but uh, a few weeks later also in 2001 do you remember did you get it in two, it wouldn't have been 2001 for Miss, you would it would have been a bit Fuster's earlier class. Mr. Fuser so that was 2003 because I was in the class next to you yeah. So you got it in 2003. Mm. So you only got it a little bit before me because I got this Game Boy Advance SP Christmas 2003. Yeah, that's what I mean. About six months. Yeah. That's what I said. And that before. feels like a long time. Yeah, it as does. As a kid, that feels like a millennium. Yeah, yeah it does. It, it feels it feels like crazy long. But um, it was it was so it was so amazing at the time playing that thing. <coughs> oh, shit. I'd already played them before. <laughs> Sorry, I have to get that one out. <laughs> um. I'd already played one before, um, and that was Sam Telfer's, and we play we play Pokemon and stuff like that. Uh, when the new Pokemon came out, we were playing that, and that was Ruby Sapphire, mm-hmm. um, and we were. <laughs> I remember like Sam, Sam and I were uh, at his house, and we had a Wormlight on this Game Boy, and uh, we were in um, the uh, Hot Springs town in Ruby Sapphire. Remind me, oh. I think it was. Um, Oh, I'm blanking. I haven't played it in a long time. Yeah. No, I can't remember exactly, but I remember we were there and um, he had a marsh top and we evolved it there. 
Oh. Into a swamp pit. That was the first time I'd ever seen swamp pit. I remember that as well. Yeah. I think I was there. Was that the swimming it's possible. lake? Uh, so no. What? No. Because I remember at the swimming lake and we were like, we're all hunting uh, Latios and Latias. Yep. And like Sam was having a real trouble <laughs> catching the damn thing. Yeah. No, um, we were, I was staying at his place and we we're under the blanket with a worm light uh, on the screen and we could hardly see it and we were. We were there, we evolved the marsh top into Swampert, and it was the first time we had, had seen the evolutions, because like all the information coming out of the game, we were pretty like, neglated, uh, neglected to it, we didn't look up anything, we just kind of went on as it was, and it was, uh, yeah, it was really good, sort of like those memories, just like, of experiencing all these new things, and the Game Boy Advance was like this new tech, with all this new detail, and like it was crazy just to see like all these cool Pokemon um, come up as they were and yeah mm. you know did you play much else on the Game Boy Advance because I know because yeah. I know like you mainly just played Pokemon like like me but did you play much else Game Boy Advance was my first exposure to Mario World because um, I never got to play it on the SNES likewise yeah it was mine as well yeah um, did you borrow mine or did you have your own copy I can't remember now I borrowed someone's because Mario World for me, uh, I went into our uh, now go, now long gone uh, local game store. Yeah. And I picked up that for like $80, which when you're a kid, like holy shit, that was Oof. a lot of money. Yeah. But I remember thinking, I've got this Nintendo uh, thing. I should probably play Mario on it because Mario is very Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like a t- like tiny little kid back then. And uh, yeah, absolutely loved it. That's that's how I fell in love with Mario World. Yeah. Mm. Um, it was. Uh, I mean, it was a no-brainer for me to play it, and I absolutely love playing uh, Mario World. Um, but you know, I uh, also had experiences like Minish Cap and stuff like that as well. And like like I said, a lot of my Game Boy life was me borrowing games from people and playing them because I wasn't a very uh, very well-off kid in terms of like money and stuff like that. It was mm. really hard to sort of. And get a hold of games. When I did get a hold of them, I made sure they were games that I was gonna fucking play. Yeah. So, um, but like all these games that I did borrow and play and experience, like, um, it was all really good. I still remember memories of huddled around at Adams playing Super Circuit through Link Cable mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And um, like my my I never got an SP. My GBA, my original GBA, stuck with me throughout the whole thing. Mm. I, I loved it. I loved every um moment of it and like you guys are sitting there with your backlit screens you finished bastards and I'm just like I'm just like oh, I love my GBA I, I love the form factor of that console mm. I love I love the width of it and like how how it's got a decent spread apart on the hands and all that stuff yeah but the form factor that's probably one of the best form factors on uh, just actually playing it probably of any of the Game Boys it does being yeah. able to play it like the the, uh, the bumper buttons are really nice nice and big oh yeah they are yeah yeah um, yeah I just uh I just like the screen itself. It's just it's just hard to see in like a lot of situations. It is. You yeah. need to have like a pretty well lit conditions for it. Yeah, that's mm. absolutely right. Yeah, and what it, what it comes down for me is like, do I play the SP where I don't feel as com- as comfortable holding it and have the backlight, or do I play the GPA, feel more comfortable, don't have a backlight, the screen's kind of bad, and it's like you think the obvious thing would be like get an SP because kind of just makes sense too, right? Oh well, so next year. 150 bucks or 200 bucks which you would not have had as a kid yeah exactly and your mum's like you've already got a Game Boy Advance for fuck's sake I just bought it for you yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. like 
but I mean, I, I still wasn't too faced. You know, like That's good, yeah. Without without the backlight and everything, I was I was really happy with it. It was like the first, it was the first game, but I'd been pining for one, like a brand new one, like the latest model for years. I wanted it really bad, and I finally had one in my hands, and I love that thing to death. Um, I haven't got it anymore, which sucks. But you know, I know that. The time that I had spent with my GBA, so I what, spent... What some, happened to your Game Boy? Thomas has it. Okay. Yeah. Gave it to him, sold it to him? Sold it to him. How much yeah. did you get? Um, <laughs> 80 bucks, I think. So but it was it was well worn at that point, and I was no longer playing Pokemon or anything. And hmm. Yeah. You I mean... You'd I mean, probably use that money to upgrade to a DS. Yeah, I think that's what it was. And you could play your Game Boy Advance game on that. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that's what it was in the end. Yeah. Hmm. Um, because I still had my Emerald version for a while before I got rid of it. I can't remember what I did with my Emerald version. I'm not sure. Probably burnt it. Mm. Yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, but um, yeah, I I think like I'm sad. I'm sad you don't have one sitting here, Drew. You need to get one. I oh, know. I do need to get one. I was uh, I'm always looking for uh, a Game Boy Advance. I really want to get one of those modded ones. Uh, people have modded them now with backlit screens with like real cool colours and designs and uh, in some cases even a rechargeable battery yeah I'm like oh I want one of them but they're really expensive I had a look they're like 300 bucks yeah because like you're paying for someone's labour to like really redo this yeah for sure yeah from inside out so that really but they look really cool I'll I'll definitely play games on it if I had a rechargeable battery and everything absolutely yeah um but yeah, I was also talking to this guy. Every now and again, it comes up on my Facebook marketplace. I'm like, oh, have a look at it. But there's always like, there's always a problem with it. Yeah. And they're always asking like for 150 bucks or something. It's like, no. No. <laughs> um, no way. So yeah, I definitely do want to get one. Yeah, for sure. Just the right p- price and the right color and the right condition and all that. Absolutely. Yeah. So the Game Boy's Pinnacle. Yeah. So the Game Boy Advance SP. So this was my introduction to Nintendo, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I still remember talking to my friends in uh, year three at primary school and they, they brought an advertisement over to me and they said, oh, you're going to get the new Pokemon game, Drew? And I was a huge Pokemon fan. I loved... Uh, the loved, anime. <laughs> loved, yeah, loved the anime. Loved, like, you know, I had all these... Uh, had that software on the computer I was talking about and yeah. I loved Pokemon. Uh, I remember year three, we are going through like a Digimon phase. So yeah. Pokemon wasn't uh, super prominent right at that time. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they brought the advertisement to me and... I'm like, I don't know what this is. I didn't know there were Pokemon games. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was the show. Yeah. But yeah, so I think I looked into it and I would have asked Mum, can I get it for Christmas? And I was really looking forward to it. Hopefully, hopefully get it for Christmas, two thousand three. Really mm-hmm. excited. And I get my present and it's this big box. I'm like, oh that's not a Game Boy box. Mm. It was a shoe box. I'm like, open it up. It was just a shoe box, open it up and it's uh got this newspaper in there take out the newspaper and there's a Game Boy box oh my god uh. then this other box which uh, and what she actually did she put like a bag a bottle of beans in al- alongside of the Game Boy so when I shook it it sounded like Lego or something because I thought it was Lego but it was it was my Game Boy well done mum yeah and in another box she did the same thing but it was Pokemon Sapphire <laughs> so really excited unbox it uh plug it into charge I'm literally just like looking at this Game Boy waiting for that friggin orange light just to go boom like turn off I'm like oh it's charged <laughs> it's ready to go um, 
and yeah, Chuck and Sapphire. Uh, what did I do? Like, you know, name my character, picked Mudkip in Pokemon Sapphire, and we went to uh, lunch at my auntie's place for Christmas tea or lunch and I just played it all day yeah absolutely loved it and I went through the whole game I'm pretty sure I just used that swamp it mm-hmm. the whole game you know play it like a real noob just no idea what you're doing just yeah going through it and yeah so that that's how I fell in love with Pokemon and the Game Boy Advance and the Game Boy Advance SP is just like I haven't held it in a long time I've taken it back out the box to sort of have a look at it for this podcast yeah but holding it again it like looking at it as a whole crap this thing is small c- compared to how I used to play it like it's, yeah, it is, it's not yeah. even it's it's as long as my pinky finger yeah like it's t- it's tiny but in in saying that it is the best console revision I reckon that Nintendo has made mm. without without any question because like regardless of uh, what you said like you, you prefer the form factor yeah uh, rechargeable battery and a batlit screen just makes the thing and that colli- much more usable and a collapsible screen to protect itself mm, for like kids like myself who nothing would have used it yeah nothing nothing really jutting out that can like if you hit it against the ground or something it'll snap because it's like displaced off the console it's all just one square yeah you know what I mean like it is such a it is such a good revision and like when we're t- when we were talking about the switch light the other day obviously I'm just sort of like they removed so much from the switch light but they didn't give anything back like with this, they yeah they remove the headphone jack and that's annoying. But what you get for a removal of a headphone jack is an amazing amount of shit in one console. Mm. So if you can deal without the headphone jack, there is a lot to love in that console. It's still like a real nice looking system too. Like it is. Like you've got the Nintendo logo here, which is like nice and silver and shiny. And once you open it up, you got Game Boy Advance here, and I just just absolutely love this thing. Yeah, and it's it's gotten me also like I had a look into like the models of the Game Boy Advance SP. There's actually so my this is this is something because Jordan he had he had the silver version, and his his screen always looked like if I had like picked up his Game Boy to do something or play it or something I'm like, God your screen looks awesome. His like the screen on his Game Boy looked way better than mine. Yeah, and I had no idea why. And I remember like tur- like just mucking around with the button because with the Game Boy Advance SP there's a button yeah. at the top where you can turn the light on or off. Yeah. But with his, what it did is it didn't just go on off. It went uh, a couple modes. Yeah, there's a couple of modes. Then it went off. I'm yeah. like, that's weird. And not until years later, I'm like, found out there's two models of the Game Boy Advance SP. So mine is, uh, oh, what are we looking at here? Let me just look at the bottom here. Is that AGS uh, 001? Mm-hmm. Whereas he his must have been the AGS 101. So the 101 just had a better screen instead of a. Uh, what what mine will do is chuck the light from the sides onto the screen to light up the screen. Yep. Whereas his was an actual backlit screen, so yeah. similar to screens you you know see on devices now. Yeah, that's it. Which is really cool. So I'm I'm actually on the hunt for like a legitimate 101 version. Yeah. So it's kind of hard because I think I want a blue one. Yeah. Because originally I wanted a blue Game Boy Advance SP when I was a kid, but I never actually. I think at last minute, my no, I want a black one. So I got a black one. <laughs> that might have been your bane. That might have been your bane from the screen. No, but the thing is, I think the blue is not. I think it's mainly the silver, which is the one on one version. Okay. All right. Yep. I think. I think. Sorry, right, you could yeah. have just been one of them edgy boys and got a quick silver one. <laughs> yeah. So th- th- there's a few. There was a uh, the All Blacks uh, uh, rugby team in uh, New Zealand. Yep. Uh, they had their own version. 
I remember that was like advertised like pretty soon after I got this. I'm like, yeah, fair enough. But thinking back, there's like, you've got to be a pretty specific uh, fan for that fan, type of like, thing. Yeah, big rugby fan. Yeah. <laughs> Which again, we've answered SP. It might be worth a bit now. I don't know. Yeah, I'd say all those all mm. those special editions were, but all those special editions like the Quicksilver one and all that, all it was was just a, basically a shitty sticker. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a bit of a decal. Yeah. yeah, but like the red Game Boy Advance and the blue one, I really want one because they look really nice. Mm-hmm. It would be hard. Like mine, mine's pretty scratched up from just years General of use. use. Yeah, so a lot of them will be like that. But if you could get like pretty much like a really well looked after one, it'd be really nice to have. I think. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess uh, so. Pokemon, Ruby and Sapphire, Emerald were huge things for me back in the day. They uh, dominated the console, yeah. In general, yeah. And the Pokemon Fire Red Leaf Green, which were remakes of Red and Blue, or Red and Green, uh, that was some of my favourites as well. Yeah. Uh, Gen three, just I, I want to go back and play it right now. Now I'm holding my Game Boy because <laughs> there's a couple of years ago, I I looked at my save and my save's probably from like 2014 or something. Mm-hmm. and I remember I was working at the can depot and I knocked off and I just felt like playing Pokemon and so what I did is I went went back to the beach house and I was just playing Pokemon there I played it for like 10 hours straight on my Game Boy Advance SP like not that many years ago five years ago four years ago yeah whatever it was yeah and absolutely loved it yeah. I wanted to do that again and yeah. I'm like halfway through the game because I literally sat down 10 hours straight played it and just never picked up my Game Boy <laughs> yeah. since to play it yeah yeah. I mean that's that's what I was saying earlier I'd love to play like a, a old version I've still got an old copy of Gold somewhere uh, oh, you with, found it the, the other well a few years ago didn't yeah. you with yeah. no label on it no, no sticker yeah. yeah like I don't know how I ever come across that copy of Pokemon Gold but I did and you know, I've still got it. But I'd love to like plug that into an old Game Boy and play that again. That'd be so many memories for me just in one bang. Mm. You know? Um but yeah. I think like the one thing to take away while we're while we're sort of wrapping this up, I think the one thing to take away from the Game Boy is that um like especially nowadays when we think about Pokemon, um Pokemon was so much like it's big for every Nintendo handheld but god it's skyrocketed it helps skyrocket the Game Boy to like whole sorts of heights Pokemon Mm. Um, like just the ability to interact with your friends with the link trading and uh, link battling and all that stuff and yeah. you know and well, even even with uh, Fire Relief Green they included a thing called the the Game Boy Advance wireless adapter which I'm yeah. sh- showing you now oh I mean yeah and that that was amazing being able to just like do it wirelessly yeah wirelessly yeah and it's something so simple now everything has wireless everything has bluetooth but and I think you got it for no no extra cost no with, it was free yeah. that too yeah. like that's that's fucking incredible <laughs> yeah and wow. like Heart Gold Soul Silver on the DS did a similar thing with the Poker Walker yeah yeah, which is really it's cool. just free, mm. and I mean, like that was, you know, Pokemon always had those little gimmicks, sort of like in tow somewhere. Yeah, even even as far back as again the Game Boy Printer, you know, um, and like every time a Pokemon game out, like there was no blank spots in the Game Boy's life where Pokemon was just, bleh. Like every single every single game on the Game Boy that premiered on the Game Boy was just mm. a brilliant game. Well, I, I guess there wasn't that much like the Game Boy Advance. It only lasted from two thousand one to two thousand and four, 
Like there wasn't that much of a time the Game Boy was relevant because Nintendo, their sort of attitude was, oh, this thing is going to, well, the DS is going to be the third pillar. It's not going to take over the Game Boy Advance. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's literally got a Game Boy Advance slot on it. So I think it, I, I think, think it, it will, guys. Yeah. I think it will. Yeah. So that's why it sort of died so early, which was a shame because like if this thing kept going for like another two years, it could have had a like absolutely stellar library. I mean, it already still does, but like yeah, it still does, but even more so. Mm. You know. Um, yeah. Actually, before we before we go, Bryce, yep. look at this thing. Look at this. Oh, the e-reader. So the e-reader. That was the thing. That, that's that that's a weird little thing. And that also, I we bought, all bought it. You you get one too, did you? Yeah. Yeah, I remember Adam got one too. We all bought it. Yeah, because it was on. I got it for. Cause we wanted it for like the exclusive berries and shit, and then yeah, you know, in Pokemon, and then it just sort of ended up as it was. And I've got like all the cards here, which is oh, you lucky bastard! I got rid of all my money. <laughs> See, I never get. I don't get rid of all my stuff. Yeah, but I mean, you're a handheld collector, I suppose. Let's let's take a look at some of these, Drew, before we before we end it all. Yeah, you know. So what have we got here? You've got a huge deck here. You could basically play Yu-Gi-Oh with this, right? <laughs> You've got an instruction book. You've got give a couple of Give us the instruction book. book while you look through the cards. Okay. Say what's in here. So you've this got is interesting. a whole bunch of battle cards. Now, these things... See, they were cool. So in Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire, you could scan these cards into your game. And there was a house in Moz Deep City where you could go and you could verse trainers from all over the world. And depending on what card you scan, that's who you go and battle. Uh, so you didn't gain experience from these battles. Um, it was basically just to do the battles just for fun, really. There wasn't any particular reason. But I remember in Ruby and Sapphire, you didn't have access to games that were... um, Or not games, but but Pokemon from the original uh, games until uh, Fire Leaf Green come out. Yeah. So just just versing trainers that say had a Tyranitar or had a Trazard or something like that, that was just really big back then as a kid. Um, I think that's something we take for granted now because, you know, all the Pokemon games, you know, all the Pokemon are pretty accessible. Yeah, for, for most people, that's it. Um, but back then they weren't, and it made uh, even like Charizard feel rare. Absolutely did. Mm. Keep talking for a minute. <laughs> you, you just uh, you, oh, you got some berry ones there. Very nice. Yeah, just just keep talking for a yeah. second. I'm just having a look. Yeah, so I'm gonna plug. It's, it was really weird because like with the Game Boy Advance SP, I'll, I'll plug my uh, e-reader into it, and it wasn't really made for the Game Boy Advance SP. It was made for the uh, original uh, Game Boy. Uh, advance so when you plug it in and uh, it, it, you, you've actually got this little uh, guard you've got to put up so it doesn't uh, scratch your select button but yeah what else uh, what else we got here god it, I haven't looked at this in ages this See, is really cool to have actually this is instruction little, little instruction booklet so here you have uh, 37 out of 48 trainer cards I do I? 37 out of 48 of them. So you've got most of them here. And like, the thing is, is like some of these trainer cards and stuff, they have shiny Pokemon in their parties and stuff. Yeah, and that was like huge as well. That was, like, that was like, big as well. It was cool just seeing, it was it was just basically cool to sight see the Pokemon. Yeah, that's it. Uh, you've also got a couple of berry cards here. You've got the Drashberry card, the Nut Pea Berry card, and the Pumpkin Berry card. Obviously all for um, Ruby Sapphire Emerald. Sorry, I dropped the card. <laughs> and then here's 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 like the cornerstone of the year reader was um, yeah the so games. This, this was really weird so uh, you could play Donkey Kong Junior if you scanned five cards and like I had this as well um, that's how I played Donkey Kong Junior that's yeah that's exactly that's how I right. played it my name is Donkey Kong oh no no <laughs> <laughs> um, and like 
it was so weird just oh you've got another berry card here the strood berry um what a nice berry but uh yeah but that was one of the bigger ones donkey kong jr was one of the bigger ones it was huge for whatever reason like it was and that uh you've also got the hockey i've, I've got two here yeah yeah uh manhole uh so the original um game and watch manhole and hockey i loved this one i love yeah i love that game i loved hockey card Wish- the hockey card so let's play <laughs> you read a hockey yeah no that was really fun i loved hockey yeah it was so good i, <laughs> I don't know why but fun like, games so like, you gotta like scan it every time yeah. Then you're playing the game with this freaking e-reader just like hanging from your Game Boy Advance. Yeah. And if anyone doesn't know what we're actually on about, I'll uh, just have have a look. Uh, just Google e-reader Game Boy Advance. It's just like it's a, like it's pretty much as big as the Game Boy Advance SP or the uh, almost the size of the normal Game Boy Advance as well. Yeah, it absolutely was. Yeah, it was such a such a giant thing. I don't know what the I don't know what they were thinking at the time, but. You know, they, oh, you got the guard in here. Um, See, I'm looking at the, I'm looking, looking on the back here, Bryce. Uh, it, you know, it lists the companies that are involved. It says Nintendo Creatures uh, Inc. So that's you know the, what handles the the Pokemon uh, for yeah. the Pokemon series and How Laboratory. And yeah, so they're the three Nintendo companies involved in this piece of hardware. So that's interesting. Maybe Pokemon was actually involved in. I dare getting say, this piece of hardware out I, no I dare say it's probably just the cards yeah, it could be but it's actually got it on the hardware itself though yeah but hmm. I mean that's that, interesting yeah maybe the software side of it but I highly doubt the hardware side of it no well that's what that's what Nintendo's be, there for they'll be doing the hardware it'd be it'd be pretty much solely for the software stuff and it would be so that like it could help the uh like the actual thing read the the code for Pokemon yeah. I say how laboratories probably made the smaller games of ports yeah yeah um, and then yeah that's just an interesting I just literally noticed it then I'm like huh yeah no that was that was cre- the creatures last is, creatures that, is on there that yeah. was the last bit of huge tech that mm. sort of come out of it I mean it was kind of useless tech but <laughs> yeah because I, I got it when they were pretty much getting rid of it yeah because there was like 90 Australian dollars which you know 90 dollars when you're a kid in a game's same price the, the thing yeah. is though is they could have done a shit ton with it like they could have like had um like uh dlc sort of stuff for pokemon like you could go and get like oh look you can get i don't know uh, well the pokemon cards actually had e-reader functionality back then yeah i can't remember exactly what they did but like eon but ticket and stuff like imagine that like they back did in the day. there was yeah but we didn't have them here i didn't have them no no. But they there were Eon ticket cards and things like that you could scan into your game. Yeah. And if I had one, oh god, I'd kill for one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I just I just I just wanted the the sound. Oh. Oh my god. Beautiful. Oh that that's, that 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 ding at the end. Is that ting? Yeah. Oh. Gets you every time. It did in my old GBA as well. Oh, just this too. Oh, Pokemon. Oh, can't turn it off with one hand. There we go. <laughs> All right. All I right. Think that pretty much covers the Game Boy. Yeah, I still have a lot more I could say, but you know, it will, I don't want to be going too long. But oh, look, we do a Nintendo podcast. We have the opportunity to come back and talk about it. If that's we want exactly to. right. Yeah, and I mean, like I, I, I even I uploaded enough about the SP. I'm pretty sure on the Switch Lite talk we had. So 
because mm. that is that is like that that was a really ending on a high note that console was a fantastic revision of its original and um yeah it, it's just the game boy advance really killed it and then obviously we got into the ds and the ds took over its place and i miss the name game boy i do too yeah it is how do you would you see that brand coming back or do you think in 2000 <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah I do, do you think in 2019 that the idea of just having like the idea of a game boy where you know gaming's open to everyone and it's not just the boys with their toys <laughs> no i just love the game boy mm. and like in the name itself <sighs> but it's never coming back it's dead it's dead in the ground i think they've moved on from that and then there's no way they're going back to those conventions if they ever release a classic then it'd be like whoa but yeah, it won't happen i would love to see like just you know how cool it would be if they released a mini version yeah yeah right yeah but they only had three things for it mm. they make uh mm. An original. They make an original Game Boy Advance. Oh, with a backlit screen, rechargeable battery, <laughs> and a cartridge slot that allowed you to slot in Game Boy Pocket, uh, Game Boy games, Game Boy Color games, like collection cartridges. Looks like twenty in one Game Boy, twenty in one Game Boy Color, twenty in one Game Boy Advance. Yes, please. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. And then you could also chuck in your old uh, Game Boy Advance games and stuff in there if you wanted to. Could you imagine that? That'd be beautiful. But, oh. it, alas, Drew, it probably won't happen. So, I'm not going to get your hopes up. Anymore. No, you just maybe very... Uh... It would solve It would solve everyone's problems with one sign. Oh, just... You don't have to do three mini versions of the consoles. You just have to release cartridges with... Yeah. I guess the thing is, though, like, you might not have uh, fond memories of the Game Boy Advance. It might be the original Game Boy, so it might not suit that person or, you know, vice versa. That's the only thing. Yeah, I guess so, but I think the problem is is that the screen ratio is the issue. You can't, you know, um, if you make three separate fucking minis, <laughs> which they're not going to do, you know, they're not going to do it. Um, then you have to account for everyone. But like, if you if if it, the demand is enough, and they're like, okay, we'll put out one that plays three iterations worth, then it sort of makes a bit more sense, right? Actually, one thing also. <laughs> What I really miss about these cartridges too is just how nice they are. Yeah, they're nice. Like the like the colored like the Pokemon ones like they're see through. Ruby and Sapphire look really nice, but you know with the with like the DS games they went just grey. But Heart Gold Soul Silver they were like nice black ones. But yeah. apart from that they were just the same ones. And like the Switch ones now they're just they're boring as hell. They are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, can't win them all. No. Rest in peace, good cartridges. Oh, I missed the Game Boy. Awesome. That was a fun podcast to do, bros. That was. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to the House of Mario episode 110. If you enjoy the show, please feel free to subscribe and leave a review on your podcast player of choice. If you'd like to follow us on social media, I am at iDruby. Bryce is at IVRevan. And the show is at the House of Mario. And if you'd like to further support the House of Mario and my other podcast, A Drew Story, please consider checking out patreon.com slash idruby. For just $1 a month, you can get access to Bryce and I's exclusive variety podcast, Crack and Furfies, where for the month of August, we talked about the Postal Service and our experience working in the hospitality industry. 
Other tiers include discounts for the House of Mario shirts, jumpers, and mugs from our Tee Public store, an exclusive behind-the-scenes podcast, early access, and the ability to be a part of the House of Mario skit, which is uh, which could be a lot of fun. So once again, that's Patreon.com/IDRuby, and of course, we are a part of the Eight Bit Collective, twenty-plus podcasters. And 12 podcasts coming together to put awesome audio content in your ears. If you'd like to check out more from the collective, check out We Are 8-Bit on your social media platform of choice. And Nintendo Dripbox this week is Game Boy, which is quite fitting since we talked a lot about the Game Boy. And it's by Silent Room. It's an awesome sort of uh, composition put together. So hope you enjoy. And until next week, have a good one. <laughs>